Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Shall we turn our Bibles to Isaiah chapter 61, verse number 1 to 3. The word of God says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Praise the Lord. This service, we're going to be talking about shake off the heaviness. Just shake it off. Shake off the heaviness. Part one. Please take your seat. Today, the scripture we have just read is a prophetic scripture about Jesus Christ and his mission of redemption on earth. And in so doing, one of the things the Bible points out in verse 3 is the issue of the spirit of heaviness. What kind of spirit is that? The spirit of heaviness. Verse 3 says that when the spirit of God is upon a man, that man is in this realm. That God appoint unto them that morning Zion to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So, there is something called the oil of joy. It is the cure for mourning. And the garment of praise is the cure for the spirit of heaviness. Now, most of the times, we find ourselves in different conditions. And before I open up what the spirit of heaviness is, just know that we are not just dealing with a phenomenon that normally psychologists and counselors have termed as an emotional deficiency, maybe out of trauma, out of 
environmental impact on your life, making you lose energy and being in a particular state. Here, scripture is saying that there is a spirit called heaviness. And the reason why we should be preaching about this is heaviness is a spirit. Heaviness is what? Heaviness is a spirit. And it has a direct impact on our fruitfulness in life. If you read that scripture, it says that when that spirit of heaviness is dealt with by the garment of praise, that we might be called the trees of righteousness. Trees of righteousness. The, the reason why Bible is metaphorically referring to the believer as a tree is because of fruit. It's because of what? Fruit. That will bear fruit. So one of the ways that a believer is seen is a tree. A tree of righteousness that must bear the fruit of the spirit. And every form of fruitfulness that the Lord mandated man to bear in the garden for the dominion mandate. And so this spirit has a direct bearing on our fruitfulness on earth. Again, it said the planting of the Lord that he might be what? Glorified. I'm just giving you three reasons why we deal with the spirit of heaviness. Number two is it has a direct impact in one's establishment. That when the spirit is dealt with, then you can be called the planting of the Lord. Not someone who is wandering, wavering, destabilized, when this spirit is on ground, it's difficult for somebody to be planted. Planted in marriage, planted in ministry, planted in business, in relationship. Once heaviness is on ground, it's difficult for somebody to be planted. Are you with me? You don't function well. Then finally, it says that, that he might be glorified. When the spirit of heaviness is not dealt with, we are not able to function in a way that brings glory to God. So you see that it has direct impact, one, on our fruitfulness on earth, two, on our establishment and our glorifying God through the many things that we have been called to do and to be here on earth for the glory of God alone. If you are here, say, I am here. So we deal with this because of these three things that I've mentioned unto you. But what does it mean when we talk about the spirit of heaviness? In Proverbs chapter 12 verse 25, Proverbs 12 25, the spirit of heaviness manifests as anxiety. As what? As anxiety. Heaviness in the heart of man maketh it stoop. But a good word maketh it what? Glad. So that word, can we read other translation because maybe... English, uh, yeah, 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 message. Worry weighs us down. A cheerful word picks us up. That's message, right? So here, anxiety is seen as heaviness, or heaviness is seen as anxiety. In fact, that's, that's it. I like the NIV. It's anxiety weighs down the heart. But a kind word cheers it up. So one of the ways to note that someone is in heaviness of heart 
or the spirit of heaviness is hanging around is that you are always anxious. Or you are in a season where you see anxiety is overwhelming you. And the Bible says be anxious for nothing. So when issues are coming up and you see anxiety all around, it just means that the spirit of heaviness is trying to take over. Are you here now? Am I breaking it down? So sometimes you are there and when you are anxious, you don't think well. Look at Philippians 4, 6. Be careful for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. So first of all, when you are anxious, you don't pray well. And when you are praying, the prayer is not conditioned well for answers. Next verse. Now, it says that when you eliminate anxiety, it says that, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your heart and minds through Christ Jesus. So, the, the way to keep your heart and mind in peace is to eliminate anxiety. And the heaviness introduces anxiety into your life. So, you see that you lose your peace. When you are in heavy heart, you lose your peace. What does it mean when the Bible talks about heaviness? It also means gloom and hopelessness. What does it mean? It's a good church. Is it not a good church? It means gloom and hopelessness. James chapter 4 verse 9. In James 4 9, King James first, it says, Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning. And your joy to heaviness. Your joy. To, now, so the meaning of that word, joy to heaviness, that word there, heaviness, means gloom. Can, you, can we make us read it in NIV and the message and all of that? It says, grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Your joy to gloom. When someone is in a state of gloominess or gloomliness, it's a state of hopelessness. You don't see light at the tunnel, at the end of the tunnel. You are in gloom. It's like you are in darkness. You are lost. You are in a state of not just despondency, but it's like you can't find any way forward. That's why somebody says, I don't know how my life is going. Where my life is going. It's that spirit of heaviness that introduces you to that realm where you begin to see your hope dissipate. Hope for marriage dissipates. Hope for children dissipate. Hope for a job. Hope for a good future. You see that all of a sudden you have become some way. You become hopeless and needless. <laughs> Useless in your own eyes. You lose self-worth. You lose purpose, direction, drive. Because when hope falls down, faith finds it difficult to walk. So you begin to lose ground on inheritance, on promise. You begin to, you begin to see, oh, am I even part of the race? And it is this state of gloomliness or hopelessness that makes people give up. And in that state of heaviness, many people want to commit suicide. Because they don't see anything beyond where they are and beyond the situation they find themselves in. I don't know if God is talking to somebody this morning. Am I preaching to myself? So, let, let's see. <laughs> let's see. So, just to give you two meanings, the second service will have the rest of the meaning. But the next one is sorrow and the other one is distress. But I'll share that in the second service. So, the effect 
of heaviness on the human being is that it sets the soul on fire from functioning positively. Once the spirit of heaviness hangs on a man, your soul is set on fire. In Psalm 119 verse 28, even though it's a spirit, the place it attacks is the soul. That's why in Philippians 4 says it talks about that God will help you when you eliminate anxiety to keep your mind and heart in peace. So you have to understand that <laughs> heaviness is war on your soul. It's war on your what? But it's a spirit. It's a spirit that wages war on your soul. So you feel that you have become emotional. You think it's you now that has become emotional because some things are <laughs> not going well, blah, blah, blah. Some spirit is finding its way. Hey. Stand up small. Let's just, just pray in spirit small. Lift your hands and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, any spirit of heaviness hanging around me or my family, causing anxiety, hopelessness, Father, deal with it right now. Can you open your mouth and pray? Come on, just hear something. Father, in the name of Jesus, Normalize me, normalize me. Kado la zita, songrado sapre na liso kledo, zekwalita lazu tapaza. Thank you, Father. Maka shontalaba, iso kladisko latazaya. Thank you, Father. Praise the Lord. Let's read Psalm 119, verse 28 together as we stand, all of us. Let's read together. One, go. My soul melted for heaviness. Let's do it again. My soul melted for heaviness. What does it mean? Strengthen thou me according unto thy word. Praise the Lord. Please take your seat. So here we see that the soul melts because of what? Heaviness. And for something to melt, it means it's on fire. The candle is melting because it's on fire. The rubber is melting because it's on fire. The tie is melting because it's on fire. So heaviness can set your soul on fire. And please, your soul is the house for your mind. It's the house for your emotions, your intellect, for your affection, feelings. Are you here at all? Your soul is what houses your emotional space. Your intellectual space, your mind is part of your soul. So it's an attack on your mind. It's an attack on your soul. And when the soul is on fire, it doesn't function well. Because here, heaviness melts the soul. That means that the soul is losing itself. It's losing ground. Are you here at all? That's why some people, no matter how hard you try to wake them up or to stir them up, or to bring some kind of lightness and laughter and joy to them. They don't seem to come alive. They are dead almost forever. Because the soul is on fire. And as I'm talking right now, many people, their souls are on fire all over the world. Many things can set the soul on fire. And heaviness 
The spirit of heaviness can set us. You are in your room and you feel like your whole life is on fire. And you are trying to balance your mind. And it's not balancing. You are trying to stare yourself. You want to watch a movie? It's not working. <laughs> they tickle you. You don't take care. You cannot be excited. You are not exciting. Nothing moves you. It's like you are there but you are like stone cold. The soul is on fire. I don't know how many people are real here and can relate to what God is talking about here. Soul can be on fire. And when the soul is on fire, like it's melting. So when this happens, there are three feelings that I want to mention to you that you'll be having. Maybe four. First of all, when this happens, there will be feelings of weakness. And lowliness or lowness in energy. Somebody will have feelings of weakness, and you feel that your energy level has dropped because your soul is on fire. So in that Psalm 119, verse 28, look at that. He said that he said, My soul melted for heaviness. What is a sign? He says that my strength is down. So he says, strengthen down me according unto thy word. So when the soul begins to melt, he says that the, the energy in you is melting away. That's why he's praying that strengthen me. So you see some people, they are weak. You want to, it's like they have become phlegmatics all of a sudden. But we know that they are not like that. They are daring people. Lively people, all of a sudden, it's very low in energy. They are, they are walking like, they, it's like slow motion. Come, run. You know, here. Every decision is very slow. Activity begins to suffer. You see that you are going down, down in energy. You want to pick yourself up in prayer. You know what to do? Spirit of heaviness. It's just making you low in energy. Feelings of weakness. You can't feel yourself in the place of prayer again. You want to pray? You can't. That something is holding you. And when you want to push yourself. One lady was telling me. Say, I'm struggling to read the Bible. To read one page. One chapter. It's a difficulty. Struggling to pray. I'm struggling to even go to my shop. Very low in energy. And everybody has that propensity. To be low in energy when your soul start melting because of the spirit of heaviness. Today, may you receive strength in the name of Jesus. Some people, they just get so low in energy, say, I'm not marrying again. Just wake up so low in energy, I'm not going to work. I've resigned. Why are you resigning? I've resigned. Low in energy to pursue your dreams. Very low. You are there and you start crying. You don't know why you are crying. I, I, I don't know whose message I'm preaching here. Because it's like there are a lot of spiritual people here. So it's difficult to preach to that. I want to know whose message I'm preaching here. You are there now. You are crying. You feel like crying. You, you are driving and you feel like stopping. Like, let every car pass. What is it? Hey. 
One unemployment, one marriage. Eh? What I appraise. It's okay. It's okay. Very low in energy. Hey, lift your hand. Say, God, I'm that candidate. Today, give me strength. In the mighty name of Jesus. Secondly, you have feelings of depression. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 25. Proverbs 12, 25. When heaviness, the spirit of heaviness encroaches. Proverbs 12, 25. You have feelings of what? Depression. It said, heaviness in the heart of man maketh it stoop. But a good word maketh it what? Glad. Now, that heaviness in the heart of man maketh it stoop. That word stoop there means depressed. That word means what? That's a, the heaviness will make you have feelings of depression. All of a sudden, you are not just low in energy. But you are low in life. You, then, then you begin to hear voices. Am I still a Christian? Am I still the wife? Am I still a woman? You now begin to have auditory hallucinations. You see that something is talking in your head. You are not beautiful. Nobody likes you. People are looking there somewhere by your eye meeting them and say, eh, he's talking about me. He has seen that. It's like, it's like you are losing your mind. You are losing yourself. It's like everybody is saying, am I smelling? It's like my dress is not fine. What is wrong with me? Feelings of depression. You are pressed deeply. Now, I want you to look at that scripture in the message and the NIV and all those things. Uh, something is going to happen here. It's a spirit. Tell somebody it's a spirit. And say, I bind it in Jesus' name. You can't cheer It's an anxiety weighs down the heart, but a kind word. Cheers it up. Give me a message. Worry weighs us down. A cheerful word picks us up. Give me some more. Amplified and all those things. Let's amplify it. Say, worry weighs a person down. An encouraging word cheers a person. Heaviness in the heart of a man. Make her this too. This is the same as King James. Anxiety in a man's heart weighs it down. But an encouraging word makes it what? Glad. See, you see that? No cheer, no gladness. You feel very depressed. You are there, you are crying. You don't know you are crying. And you can feel the pain. You have headaches. You have sleepless night. All of a sudden, loss of appetite. Charlie, if you are a husband, cry. You that when you are even sick and they give you a chance, you jump on it and enter your sickness again. This time around, Charlie, they model in front of you, cry. You. Say, what is that? What is that? You begin to see women like trees. Boy. Are you here at all? Everything doesn't make sense to you. you are, your reality is different. You are there now and say, maybe my wife is cheating. My husband doesn't love me. My wife, it's a feeling of depression. It's like I married the wrong person. 
I'm in a wrong job. Everything that looks good around you becomes negative. That's depression for you. You are there, one, two, then you are scratching your head. Then you'll be doing like this. Boy. Then you shake your head, the thing that they shake. Receive power in the name of Jesus. Hey. You are there, the thing will be telling you, your husband is about to die. All of a sudden, you start the funeral ahead of time. Oh. It's like, anytime your children are going inside, my children will not return back. It's like, I'm going down like the way my father went down. Nobody has made it in this family. I made it, I lost it. It's like, yeah, we are all the same. Look at it, it's happening. I'm a failure. I feel very defeated. I, I'm, it's like, you know, I've been lying to myself all this while, but I'm really a failure, depressed. And let me tell you, Moses went into depression. He started saying nonsense to God. A sign that you are in depression is that you lose the real definition of who God is to you and the power God has in your life. He started talking, are these people my people? And when you start going into the state of depression, you don't function well. They say stretch rod. He hit rock with rod. Then he's talking. He's just talking anyhow. So, Depression is, is, is real. Yes. He said, you are becoming mental. Boy, put your hand on your head. Say, Holy Ghost, any spirit of heaviness, nunui me right now. I cast it out in the name of Jesus. Boy. That kind of feeling is a bad feeling. Boy. But I'm praying. You see, because this is a spirit. Psychologically, we have tried to diagnose it. And make it more of a counseling issue. But some of them are not natural. It's a spirit of what? Heaviness. And so when it comes upon you, you see that it's because it's heavy, it takes your strength. And, and weighs you down. You see that? You can't contain your mind. is worrying, 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 worrying. Hey! And uh, there are things that cause these things. to The spirit of heaviness to begin to work around you. I want to just point out a few to you. Should I? Yes, sir. I need your permission. <laughs> I, I, you are sure? As you go ahead, boy. You see, the spirit of heaviness could be caused by some of these things. And they are mostly associated by diverse, associated with diverse temptations or trials of your faith. Are you here? One of the causes or one of the things that fuels the spirit of heaviness is diverse temptations or trials of your faith. In 1 Peter 1, 6 to 7, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 6 to 7, look at what the scripture said. It said, wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, 
ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations. People enter into heaviness through what? Manifold temptations. Multifaceted temptations. Diverse temptations. Varieties of temptations. Like Job. He hears this. Your children are gone. Your business is gone. This is gone. People are dying. Your house is gone. When all these things begins to happen, they culminate in you entering into heaviness. Just give space. It's like an attraction for the spirit. So when temptations begin to persist and they come from different angles, it just causes somebody's spirit to become very heavy. And that spirit of heaviness begins to move in your life. Verse 7. Look at verse 7. It says that the trial of your faith be much more precious than of gold that perisheth he said, though it what? It be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus. So this trial, the manifold temptation is called a trial of your faith. When your faith is on trial, boy, when you are of age and you are believing God for marriage, you are virgin or you are secondary virgin. And you see people who, who attend to themselves from time to time. Marin. Oh. Wananti Musa Zuaware. So the thing I mean, so what kind of temptation is this? You, you, why, how can I explain to you an adult like yourself? <laughs> Diverse temptations. You see, are believing God for marriage and and men who come. Are all married? Or the ones you don't want? The one you want doesn't want you. The ones you don't want, they want you. And every year you set target, the target scatters. Boy. Diversion. You take seed, you lose the seed. You, you say you are doing IVF. You take the injections, uh, they do Alaska and they say they are fibroids. Now, wow. diverse temptations, manifold temptations. When temptations appear from different angles, you are given a contract uh, just about the time you want to execute her. Uh, they say that they have changed the MD and he has changed everything. Hey, what about some granny? And there are some people who have gone through certain patterns that they have gotten to a point they know that the thing will be working hard and it will not work again. It's, it's a way that can make people begin to feel very heavy. So even when something good shows up, they can't celebrate because they know that the end, you know. There is a tempter there at the end. Be show it Kai. From today, may that spirit operating like that in your life be scattered in Jesus' name. That amen is not coming out this morning at all. So, this thing, these temptations can come and it's like a trial on your faith when you are believing God for something and consistently it's not working. It's like it's trying your faith. And you know you are a child of God but you can't understand why you don't have it. 
You have sown seed, you don't have it. You are you have given tithe, you don't have it. First fruit. And the more sometimes you do it, you are like Sarah. The more the Lord tells you and Abraham that you are going to have a child, the more the barrenness becomes stronger. Charlie, the matter not be small matter. When persecutions, trials on every side, the harder you work, the lower you see yourself going. You see that you are there and uh, you, you, you become passive. When you do makeup crumble, it doesn't come out. Then you ask yourself, what did I even make up? Whilst all of us are seeing you that you are, you are fine, in your eyes you are looking like a corpse. Why you can't glitter. You can't sparkle. And Diverse temptations. When we have a bomb, boom, your health can go haywire. Your finance can go haywire. People you owe who are forgiving you none, and they say that I said I've cancelled the debt, but now I've come back. I've come back. That sound covered here. What kind of spirit is this? I bind the spirit in the name of Jesus. Any temptation that is trying to overwhelm you, we bind it in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Uh, is the message you ministering to somebody here? Boy. Die vessel. Now this boy too has gone six months with you. Uh, Temptation. Someone say temptation. Say trial. Trial of your faith means that you are standing judgment like trial because of the faith you have. That's what makes people do a comparison that when I was an unbeliever, life was even, you know. But since I came into the, because Satan is opposing you and is trying to get you on the other side. So he sends the spirit of heaviness to begin to challenge your faith. All that you believe, you see that on paper you believe this, but the practicum is different. So the thing can confuse you. You know that in the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. You say in the name of Jesus, the knee is very strong. Sickness is on ground. Every key they are taught you in church, you use it, the thing is not working. Hey! You are there. You say, what can I do again? Then you hear people sharing testimony. They use the same key. Half key. The door opened. You have used full key. The door is even locked. The more you are opening, I don't know who I'm preaching to. Why are you like that? So you begin to ask yourself, what is wrong with me? Am I not a human being? Am I not a Christian? Or all these things in the Bible, they don't work for me. Or I don't. Hey! I don't have some crane. Pastor said he told this person to do this. He did it anyway. Me. He even laid hands on me. He delivered me. Still! Oh, Tim Hoda. 
problem. Oh, team water, you never change. Boy, say it's changing in Jesus' name. Say, I confront the spirit of heaviness in the name of Jesus. Come on now, say, I confront the spirit of heaviness in the mighty name of Jesus. Raise your hand, say, I confront the spirit of heaviness in the name of Jesus. Boy, please take your seat. Another thing that can facilitate the hold of the spirit of heaviness in your life is sickness or negative news of events not expected as covenant result. Sickness or negative news of events, occurrences not expected as covenant result. You see, the, as a covenant child, when you fulfill all your covenant work with God and practices, there are certain results you expect. I don't expect to be sick. I don't expect to have an accident. I don't expect for anything premature, anything to die around me prematurely. I don't expect my business to go down. Are you with me? As a covenant child, Jesus said, I'm healed. Why am I sick? You go and they give you like a death sentence. That you have A, B, C, D. And you don't know where it came from. And you will battle with it. It doesn't look like it's going. Philippians 2.26. There was a man like that. Who encountered this thing. For he longed. Paul is speaking. He said about Epaphroditus. He said for he longed after you all. He desired after you all. And was full of heaviness. Was full of what? Because that ye had heard that he had what? Been sick. His heart was heavy because he had heard that they heard that the prayerful man, the man of prayer, the man of power, the man of tenderest tongues is sick. So the sickness itself was a problem to him. Then the news about it, you see, there's a way that news about something negative begins to travel against your covenant expected result. God forbid, they say, ah, you see, the heaviness, you see that. Sometimes the death itself is not the issue. This man recovered from the sickness, now the news of it. That had gone ahead was had become his problem. So why did this thing even happen? He said, I lost pregnancy. I lost a job. You know, I'd rather resign than be sad. Say, oh, they sack him. So that thing can just bring heaviness. That word sack. Because it's against your expected covenant word. Result. So some news Satan can just generate around you. You see that the, you are there, you are sleeping, the news just enters your head. He used to be a big man. He used to. Like you are ex-big man. Former big man. 
I've met a lot of people who say, Pastor, so what should I do? I feel like killing myself. It's heavy. It's what? Very heavy. You see, you feel like sinking. The news of it, Epaphras was known to be a man of prayer, interceding for the church. How can this happen to a prayerful man? I remember a man of God lost two children. One pastor called me and said, hey, he's such a man of God, anointed has lost two children. Where is my position? I said, Jesus will give you. You know, there is some kind of news can just begin to shake your foundation and put gloom on you. Just push, make you anxious. Are you, is God talking to somebody here? You are there now. You don't want to come to church again. Because some news. It's a breaking news around you. And it's not a pleasant one. They say, hey, oh, you know, spiritual, spiritual. Is it these things will be handling your mind? Hunting you. So all this is doing. He's doing. He's doing. This is what happened to him. Spirit of heaviness. When such a thing happens, it's like a friend, friend, a friend, friend. Are you here at all? And all of a sudden, you see that David said, When my heart is overwhelmed, you see that you are totally overwhelmed by the news of it. You are there now. Some people they are there now. Their throat is just swelling. Goiter. Say, Hey, it's about some crying. News. Say, Any evil news. Any evil event. Against my expected covenant result. Say in the name of Jesus. I reverse it. In Jesus mighty name. Shout I. No spirit of heaviness. Will overwhelm me. In Jesus name. Shout a big amen. Give the Lord a big clap offering here. But. I have six keys here. I share a few of them with you. How do you remedy this? Key number one. Be born again. When you are born again, Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28. He said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you what? Rest. You see that when you are in the spirit of heaviness, you, you are restless. Because there is a, a weight on you that you can't shake off. So Jesus said, you are laboring, it's like you are fighting it, but it's still heavy on you. So those people, come. There's an invitation to come. So, accepting Jesus into your life as your Lord and personal Savior qualifies you to deal with the spirit of heaviness. Because he said, if you come, I will remove the heavy laden, the heavy load that is on you. So you see that the situation may not change, but God neutralizes the heaviness. Hello? And then takes the process or a miracle to work it out for you. That's why you see that now you can sleep. Even though the debt are still there. Now you can sleep. Even though the issues are basically there, but something has been taken out of the equation for you to have rest. Are you here with me at all? Receive rest in Jesus' mighty name. So, when you come into Christ, he lifts this burden off you. And any time that spirit tries to locate you, Jesus will lift it off you. So, we have what it takes. Number two is, 
personal determination to shake it off. Personal what? Determination, determination to shake heaviness off. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, 1 and 2. Very quickly, you, you need to be determined. You need to make a choice. In 1 and 2, he says that, but I determined this with myself. That I would not come again to you in heaviness. I will not come again to you in heaviness. Verse 2. For if I make you sorry, who is he? Then, that maketh me glad. But the same which is made sorry by me. So Paul is saying that, I mean, there was a brother misbehaving in the church. And he wrote a very rugged letter to them. And they felt very sorry. And that, that, that sorrowfulness affected Paul himself. So he says that, I am determined that you people should forgive this brother. <laughs> because we want to share fellowship that is a, a joyful fellowship. Are you here at all? So he was determined to lay aside whatever was facilitating the heaviness. And he said the brother should be forgiven and should be possibly welcoming into fellowship. So there must be a personal detail. He said, I am personally determined or I'm determined by myself. Nobody can cure you of heaviness when you are not willing to be free. When you want to be morose, you want to feel sorrowful, sad, you are a sadist. Yes, and everyone around you must be sad. You are infectiously sorrowful. When you are around a place, every joy must die. Boy. So, that means you, have, you, have, you are determined that when you get to a place, there must be light off. You are a fuse that is blown. So some people, they are constantly having a pale face. You lost somebody and you have refused to go over as if you are the first person to have lost someone. There's nothing new under the sun. And in not trivializing your pain, I'm also telling you that you need to come out. Because all the things we are learning, they are natural things that Fred the spirit. They invite the spirit. Are you here at all? You are, the news is bad. So then you enter into a particular mode. Then the spirit of heaviness is what? Coming. You are in a room and you feel like multiplying some pill to die. Be determined that spirit of heaviness will not take over me. Come on now. Come on now. Say I'm determined. Now tell somebody it's a personal choice. Whether to stay low, stay down, or to come out of it. Now prophesy to the person. Say, I prophesy to you this morning. And I instruct you by the Holy Ghost. Shake it off. Lift yourself up. Shake it off. Tell somebody you can come out. You can be happy again. Tell them you'll be fine. Everything is a past question. There is nothing new under the sun. What you are going through, people have gone through before. And they came out by the help of God. You too, you will come out. Shake it off. The Bible talks about if you are willing, 
if you are willing, if you are willing, as a man thinking, so if you are willing, if you are willing, some people stay where they are because they are not willing. You must be making a choice that I Porsche. I'm not a candidate for depression. I'm not high. I'm not a candidate for the psychiatry. Maragada balagadaya. The wires will not touch. Are you here at all? The plugs will not blow. I am coming out. No matter what is happening to me, I see myself coming out. Though weeping may endure for a night. Tell yourself, joy coming in the morning. Are you here at all? You need to be telling yourself, storms don't last forever. I'm coming out. Say, I shake it off. I can't hear you say I shake it up. One day Paul was beaten by a snake on an island. And whilst others were expecting him to die, he shook it off. And whilst they were expecting him to swell and fall down, he said, let's go to the next town. He refused to die. Tell somebody, refuse to die. In the condition. Refuse to die. Be determined. Turn it around. Kandala Bahasa. It will always be like this. The Lord will perfect that concerning me. Sing that song. Sooner or Come on. Stand it around for me. Around for me. Say it's turning around for me. It's turning around. around for me. I can't hear you. Say it's turning around. Around for me. It's turning around for me. Around for me. Come on. Around for me. Around for me. Sing it, everybody. Come on, say it's turning around. Come on, around for me. It's turning around, it's turning around. I can see it's around for me. Around for me, say around for me. Around for me. Somebody say, I'm coming out. I can't hear you. Say, I'm coming out. I'm coming out. I can't hear you at all. Say, I'm coming out. Say, say no grave is holding me down. Personal determination. Pastor can pray for you, but if you want to stay in that grave, you'll be there. Jesus said, I lay down my life and I pick it up again. I am going into the grave, but on the third day, I'm coming alive. You must be telling yourself that thing. I am down today, but I'm coming out. I'm picking my soul. Hey! 
Your relationship broke down. Your destiny didn't break. Pick it up. Tell somebody pick the pieces. Pick the pieces up. I can't hear you at all. Say, pick the pieces up. Pick it up. Pick them up. Pick them up. Are you here at all? Say, I'm coming out. I see myself out. I see men and women picking themselves up. When your determination is stronger than the opposition, you will come out. <laughs> what did I say? When your determination is stronger than the opposition, the curse will break. The spirit will scatter. You will come out. Say, I shake it off. I shake it off. Key number three. Please sit down. Our key scripture, Isaiah 61, verse 3. It says that people who are attacked by the spirit of heaviness, what God gives them as a cure is the garment of what? Praise. That means that when heaviness, a sign that Heaviness is taking over your life. Is that you don't find a reason to praise God? Everything is negative. Why me? Why am I like this? But a cure, a cure for this heaviness is to put on. Do what? God has given you a garment. Just wear it. God has what? He has given you a garment. Do what? I can't hear you at all. <laughs> Why have you bought this dress and hung it on the wardrobe? Why is it in the wardrobe? Is it for somebody to inherit you? The dress is according to your size. Wear it. You went, they gave you, it was customized for you. Just wait. Can you tell some two people, wait now? I can't hear you. Tell them, wait. Wait. You have the garment of praise. Just put it on. Just what? I like David. <laughs> when he slept with Bathsheba and they gave birth to a child. And then the child became very sick. And then the Lord killed the child. The guy was in sorrow after some days. When he finished his period of sorrowfulness, the Bible says that he washed, he removed the garment of sorrow, came out of the ashes, went to bath, showered, and anointed himself. And started living again. <laughs> he put on the garment and he started singing a new song. So many why me nyamia dia ni mi fie oh now I rise me nyakupo bravo di mi abe come on man I was here ay 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 
call a party. A party to join you to praise God. Because you are alive. Your child died, you didn't die. You lost your job, you didn't lose your life. You lost a person. You died. Put on your garment of praise. Sing the chorus, everybody. Can you be on your feet? Jesus. Let me tell you, one of the emblems for power transmission is called a mantle. Sometimes the mantle is a whole dress. Like Elijah, his dress fell from him. Elijah took it as a mantle. Sometimes it's like a shawl. It comes upon somebody. Sometimes it's like a clo clothing. It comes upon somebody. Every mantle, proper mantle, transmits power. In the Ashanti kingdom, one of the emblems of power is a batakarikesia. When the king puts it on, no challenge. All the fetishes, everybody just, just can bow because they know that an ordinary man wearing that batakarikesia, something has entered. The garment of praise is a supernatural mantle for the transmission of the power to praise. When you have this garment and you are not praising, you have blocked your spirit from flowing in the power. Because the power is already administered. Just flow in it. It's a mantle. Just flow with the, with the praise mantle. When you feel like, why am I not married? I thank God for my husband. I thank God for my children. I thank God for where I am. It's not everybody you started class with, class five, not all of them are alive. But you are here. There is a reason why you are here. Even on the hospital bed, you can thank God. Because some people in the morning, they were packaged to the mortuary. But you are in the sanctuary this morning. You ought to praise God. <laughs> Anytime you are alive, there is a mantle of praise for you. To deal with the spirit of heaviness. Receive this mantle of praise. This garment of praise. From today, may your praise resound everywhere. May you receive an infectious praise. Joy enters your spirit. Receive the oil of joy. The mantle of praise. The power 
of praise. Bless him here in this place. Clap your hands and bless him. Hey. Onimiedi. Onimiedi. Every heaviness is gone. Shaka takata. Ilokoto bahasa. One day David was bringing the ark of God and Uzzah died. David became very worried. He packed the ark somewhere. He said, I'm not going with the ark. He was very down. Three months after, he made preparations to go and bring the ark. He, sh he shaked off the spirit of heaviness. And every six steps, when he gave his sacrifice, he danced unto the Lord. Danced unto the Lord. He danced. He said that the first protocol for carrying the ark was a wrong protocol. The, as he was dancing, the ark was with him, traveling with him. As you begin to dance and praise God, eh, the presence of God will start increasing his activity in your life. That's how any demon knowing you will not be able to dwell in your environment again. You are dancing. You are praising God. You will be going safely. Nothing will die. Don't lose your joy. There's a song. He said, I never lost my praise. Ayayayaya, Brooklyn Tabernacle. I never lost my praise. Don't lose your praise. I said, don't lose your praise. Can you prophesy to some three people by your side? Brother, sister, do not lose your praise. You have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 0244-177-831 or 0204-916-168. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.